Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, June 24th, and the year of our Lord, 2022. And today I will be talking about the end of the unipolar world that has existed since 1991. American foreign policy seems to have brought about the rebirth of the Cold War as the world is dividing into different camps or choosing sides. In this old game of world domination politics, the weapon the U.S. uses in this Cold War is economic sanctions, which tend to weaken the U.S. and strengthen its adversaries. A second title to this report could be Bad Governance. I'm trying to be kind, so I gave it the title of The Results of Bad Governance. The Biden administration just announced that it is sending $1 billion more in weapons to Ukraine for 18 more howitzers, more long-range missiles for long-range rocket systems, as well as Harpoon anti-ship missiles. These are weapons. The Harpoons, that is, are weapons whose only purpose in Ukraine can be to strike at Russia's Black Sea Fleet. The Russians seem to be intercepting and destroying much of the shipments as they cross the borders into Ukraine, so less and less of the new weapons are actually used and effective. The weapon shipments need no further congressional approval since Congress has already signed off on $40 billion, which leaves the choice of weapons with the president or those of his choosing. This brings the total to something like $56 billion in climbing. So the question becomes, how much is enough? How much should we send to Ukraine? $60 billion, $70 billion? Perhaps it is apparently very expensive to weaken Russia. As Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin told us was the real purpose of all this. So we play the Cold War game as we fight a losing proxy war against Russia and Ukraine while conditions here in America are deteriorating rapidly. I call that bad governance. People are suffering, but this American president seems incapable of caring or even noticing gas prices above $5 per gallon on average nationwide, the cost of basic food necessities soaring, all of which destroys the real wages of the American people, crime rates, including murder, also soaring out of control, all taken together. They look very bad. The people see the tens of billions being poured down the rat holes in Ukraine. They must be wondering, what about us? What's going on here? Almost daily, the administration seems to find new ways of provoking a nuclear confrontation with Russia. The latest is a blockade of materials through Lithuania to the Russian enclave of Kaliningrad, which is a small sliver of land and people between EU and NATO members Poland and Lithuania. Supplies from Russia come through rail lines and by gas pipelines. Lithuania announced that it was banning rail transport of goods subject to EU sanctions, which includes coal, metals, construction materials, and technology, or about 50% of all the goods But not food, according to the Lithuanians. The Russians demanded an immediate lift of the ban, or else. Or else what? That's the question, I guess. The Russian statement reads like this, quote, If in the near future cargo transit between Kaliningrad region and the rest of the territory of the Russian Federation through Lithuania is not restored in full, then Russia reserves the right to take actions to protect its national interests. End quote. The usual diplomatic protests were delivered by Russia, as well as a statement that the ban was a violation of Lithuania's international legal obligations. Russia also stated that it considers the action to be, quote, openly hostile. The action by Lithuania to provoke a nuclear-armed country with which it shares a common border 
is a serious matter with potentially dire consequences, the foreign minister of Lithuania said. They were simply complying with sanctions imposed by the EU and that they were taken after consultation with the European Commission and under its guidelines. So they were doing what the EU told them to do. And the EU did what Washington told it to do. I can't help but wonder if Washington is trying to provoke Russia into attacking a NATO country so it can at last have a kinetic Russia against NATO war. If that is the goal in all this, then it is a very stupid, very dangerous goal because Washington and the EU have already divided the world into hostile camps in an admitted attempt to weaken Russia. They have made it stronger. The ruble is currently approximately twice as strong as the dollar as when it started. The worst of it is that a coalition of nations has united against the interest of the West. China just issued a statement that it supported Russia's actions in Ukraine, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Syria, even South Africa. Many smaller nations have all joined this coalition. Several of the Middle Eastern nations are on board or teetering on the brink. Cotter. Just signed one of the world's largest natural gas deals to sell natural gas to China long-term. President Biden went to Carter and asked for the United States to be considered for this deal, but they said no, Joe, but thanks for coming. The United States has lost its place in the world and has lost the respect of other nations. Recently, President Biden convened the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles, but he did not invite Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. The result of this snub was at least partially responsible for causing the Nicaraguan president, Daniel Ortega, to invite Russian troops and military bases into his country. Reportedly, about 230 Russian troops are currently occupying a base on the Pacific coast of that country, so no more Monroe Doctrine. And thanks again, Joe. Um, Furthermore, Colombia, longtime U.S. ally, just elected an old narco-terrorist and Marxist as president on the other side of the world, The Chinese are quite openly preparing for war in the area, specifically war against Taiwan, but also South Korea, even Japan involved. Just a couple of days ago, China sent a large integrated strike force with fighter aircraft and bombers into Taiwan airspace. Everybody around the world seems to be nuking up right now. The North Koreans testing nuclear weapons. The Secretary of the U.S. Army recently said it might be necessary to put nukes in South Korea as a deterrent. The South Koreans are reportedly close to a delivery vehicle for the nuclear warhead they expect to have within 12 months. Even economically, China is leaning toward Russia away from the U.S. Chinese oil imports are up 67% this year. Reportedly, they have amassed a huge amount of unrefined crude when asked if they would sell this oil to the West. No was their answer. Many Chinese refineries are reportedly offline due to COVID. Lockdown madness. But that can change any time the Chinese want it to change. The Chinese have recently tested a mid-course intercept missile defense system. Why? Why would they test it? Well, because they know the Taiwanese have missiles that could hit deep into China, and they want a defense against them when they decide to invade. The Chinese read the same think tank evaluations that predict the U.S. would not be able to defeat China in a conventional war in the Indo-Pacific region the same ones that we in the U.S. read, and as a result, they're making bold moves. They sense weakness in the U.S., the corporate interests that are heavily involved in China, pressure their congressmen and their senators to tread carefully with China. Their lobbyists tread the halls of Congress through their corporate and NGO revolving doors. 
Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, recently bragged about his commitment to China and its 5 million Chinese employees, essentially. I interpret his statement as Apple is no longer an American company, just as the Saudis are trying to buy professional golf and China has bought professional basketball. They buy those sports and use them to cover what they do and who they are. When they pay athletes multi-million dollars, not many really care about human rights abuses. India is the most important player in the geopolitics of the Pacific region because it is one of the BRICS nations consisting of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa that are putting together a new G8 group of nations to compete with the Western financial control of world trade. It is obvious that China is seeking to build a competing new world order. Which way will India go or which ally will it choose for its future? They have and are continuing to develop ways to avoid U.S. sanctions and trade outside the dollar system. Russia has been quite successful in demanding payment for its petroleum products in rubles, which way will India go? That's the question. What has been gained by U.S. sanctions against Russia, if anything? The bottom line is that the West is much weaker as a result of the global oil market, certainly not cooperating with the sanctions, as even the Europeans often ignore them. According to the Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air, Russia is earning more money from oil exports than it was before the sanctions began. Russian oil profits are 60% higher than they were last year. The only thing the sanctions seem to be accomplishing is the destruction of the U.S. economy and the collapse of the Western order. Vladimir Putin recently said that relations with the West are at an all-time low. That means even worse than the Cold War. I don't remember the U.S. being so openly hostile, even when Russia controlled Eastern Europe all the way to Berlin. The St. Petersburg Economic Forum recently Held was the site of Putin's remarks. He said that anti-Russian sanctions have only come back to hurt the people of the EU and the West broadly. He pointed out the obvious, soaring gas and food prices, inflation fears, severe supply chain shortages. He declared an end to the unipolar world that we know by saying that new powers have arisen with their own economic system and with the right to protect themselves, the entire system of international relations has changed. He estimated the cost of anti-Russian sanctions to the EU alone to be around $400 billion. He said he is still willing to talk to people who understand what's going to happen. Quote, Russia is entering the coming era as a powerful sovereign country. We will definitely use the enormous new opportunities that time opens up for us, end quote. The U.S., on the other hand, projects nothing but weakness. And disarray. I say that because the U.S. has abandoned its own values. Other countries are definitely taking notice of the values of the Constitution, the family, quiet home life, a safe environment in which to raise a family, even religious values, all abandoned. Now American diplomats go abroad and talk to other nations about Black Lives Matter, transgender rights, gender-bending surgery. Men can get pregnant. Men can become women just by thinking about it. And most of all, they talk about climate change. Countries such as those with which the U.S. used to have influence don't want to hear it anymore. Climate change is a first-world luxury, and developing countries are not interested in hearing about it. Oh, they will take your money if you offer them, say, $100 million to promote climate change. They'll take it, and they'll distribute it to their strong men and the cartels, but they won't do anything about climate change, even the Philippines 
Longtime U.S. ally, generally a Catholic country, is now more aligned with China than the U.S. In addition, many of these countries have been subject to severe sanctions, such as Venezuela and Iran, which has had its economy shut down, its scientists and officials murdered. These kinds of sanctions often have the opposite effect that was intended, like strategic bombing in World War II. They usually make a determined opponent willing to fight to the death, and their counterproductive sanctions are the only weapons available, though. Now they've been tried, and they have failed. Finally, folks, these are indeed very dangerous days. We flirt with nuclear war as if we have no fear of it happening. The administration has used the COVID insanity and is using the Ukraine war as cover for a Keynesian socialist transformation and domination of what used to be American society, which they apparently hope to impose on the whole world. It's not going to work. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.